Come to podcast for all mankind. I am Dan Morin, and I am joined in this recap of For All Mankind, season three, currently airing on Apple TV Plus by the one and only Jason Snell. Hello, Jason. Hello, Dan. Uh, we're here. We're on a mission. But, you know, maybe we'll stand around and just uh, take in the scenery while we're here. Sure. You know, the surface I mean, of Mars. Why not? Yeah. It's it's very red. That's what I've learned. A lot of, a lot of red getting and yet here. sort of a new Eden. You might say. Mm, hmm, hmm. Yes, title. episode six, <laughs> New Eden, the episode that we watched this week. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it uh, as I uh, sort of run through. I Shall I do a quick recap, I guess? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we can step through it. Why not? Yeah. Uh, so we left off last week with Sojourner landing on Mars with a rather ignominious right? <laughs> sort of uh, moment as uh, Danielle and the Russian commander tumble down the uh, the ramp to the ground. Uh, but we learn here that Sojourner unfortunately had its engines damaged during the landing, so they will not be able to leave on that ship, and instead Helios will have to give them a ride home on Phoenix. They are also three kilometers from the Habs that were already sent ahead of them, so they're going to have to hoof it across Mars. Right. We also learned, like, I had a question immediately that I wrote here that is addressed later on, which is um, whether or not the Russians sent anything in advance or whether they had it all on their giant ship, uh, which it turns out, yep, it's all on their ship, so yeah. they don't have anything. <laughs> um, so we have our sort of joint... U.S. USSR uh, habitat, uh, which the Fox not Fox News stand-in commentator says is a victory for America, and now it's oh. all about the race for water. Uh, so one of the things that I I, I just want to make a note of here because you know sometimes you notice things that um so they 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 have their their base that you know stuff was sort of dropped in situ. This is a good thing. You would want to do this on a Mars mission. Get stuff there. Send them in advance, start making fuel, doing all those things. However, we get a shot very early on in this episode of the what it what was planned for the Americans, but it is now a joint base. And there's mm-hmm. an American and Soviet flag in <laughs> yep. both of which yep. are exactly the same size. And I thought yep. No, right. Like they, they they brought they brought flags. Did they bring flags of each other like the enemies <laughs> brought flags or are they going to like burn one of the flags what and it's just one of those things where i i i, I know it's a little thing but like uh, you shouldn't have the soviet flag there or you should have a soviet flag that's like a different size to indicate that they've kind of jury rigged this joint base but instead it's Maybe like they, brought they it designed with them. it all they along. folded it up and kept it in their spacesuits and they brought it oh we're leaving the the soviet yeah. ship but don't forget the flag like like when you abandon a ship, right, in a yeah. military ship, don't you just lower the flag I don't and know. take the I, flag I, with you? Well, they, I, I get what they're they're trying to the message they're trying to send here, but it doesn't make sense. It would there'd just be yeah. an American flag yeah. on the American base. That's how yeah. it would be. Uh and I just thought that I thought it was weird. Um good news. Uh, well, I mean, okay, so it's close quarters, right? They're they're Yeah, so there, there's too many people. We established yeah. this last time we had this discussion. There's more people than were intended because they took on the survivors of the Soviet crew and thus they don't have enough water, so they have to ration. Um it's close quarters. Stuff is very tense. Yeah, frayed nerves on both sides. Yeah, the the Russian commander doesn't want Danielle giving orders to his crew. Um, right, which so is there's a, uh, you know, is I, I get it and yet, you know, it's one of those things where militarily um, you know, I I get what he's saying, but he's being a jerk because oh yeah, it's a joint, totally a it's a joint, it's a joint base. Somebody yeah. has to be in charge of it, and as she yeah. says, it's like, okay, you order your engineer to 
Like it's stupid. Yeah. Like we're all it in, we're all sharing the a, air. That guy's a jerk. That guy. I think that, that guy's guy really very clearly a jerk. Really is a jerk because you know. Bottom line is they're essentially refugees. Yeah. And and the Americans should have the upper hand. And I wonder if it might have been more effective, given what happens in this episode, for them to feel downtrodden. But I think they don't want to make Danielle seem like the bad guy. Right. And so so they have him be a jerk and, and insist on all of this. But the truth is, Danielle has the upper hand here. It's her base. Yeah. And she could say, other than humanitarian reasons, she'd be like, you guys, why don't you go sleep in a rover or something? Like, get out. Just get out. Yeah. Um, and you yeah. can't. Oh, you can't. Well, that's because we yeah, saved sorry. your lives. We're in charge now. But they don't want that dynamic, I think, for, for some decent reasons. Of course, what happens in this episode makes it uh, even kind of weirder because then the Soviets kind of do get a... Uh, a handhold on on what's going yes. on on Mars from yeah. in, in an unexpected we, we need to way. Keep, keep the balance, and to a certain extent, I think is what the plot is doing here a little bit. Is right, never letting anybody quite have the total upper hand right. on the situation. So this is sort of our a plot, which is on Mars. Um, we have the various crew members being interviewed and like you know sending uh, videos to be broadcast back on Earth. Which leads to a a a funny moment when both Danielle and the commander of the Russians <laughs> claim they were the first ones on Mars, mm-hmm. uh, as well as uh, Kelly getting interviewed by her uh, her cosmonaut crush, uh, who I think is Alexei. I think is his name. Um, I, and I just the, I, I just write down I, I just write down the the Kelly's boyfriend. I would cosmonaut pal, but yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, and then we have what ends up being one of the focal points of this episode, which is Will, who we've known a little bit. And we uh, we see, I think, at one point sort of staring out over the horizon, um, decides that because he's on a bland, brand new planet and this is a new opportunity for him, he relates a bit of his life story and comes out as gay. Right, which, which is, is fascinating because he's going to be there for for a couple of years, and it, it does. Yep, I, I love I love that the show call, ha, just puts it down and says like, "What are you going to do to him? Like, what yeah. are you going to do to him? He's on yep. Mars. You can't fire and him. You the, can fire the, him later when he gets home, but you can't you can't fire him. You can't send him home. He literally just has to be there, and you got to you got to deal with it for two years. Yeah. He's going to be one of your astronauts, and so when he comes back. Yeah, I don't think he's thinking this big picture, but like when he comes back, they can't take it away from him. When he comes back, he will have been in the public's consciousness for two years yeah. as one of the Mars astronauts, and that that is, uh, it, you know, you can't the the society can't clamp down on him while he's on Mars. He is free to do this at that at that po- point. It's but I very... think PR wise, it's also kind of cool because like they can't. I mean, they can't. He, he by the time he comes back, he's going to be a hero, right? Like yeah. if assuming yeah. he doesn't die horribly in a for all mankind sure. thing that happens, uh, right? And and that like they can't. It's gonna, I would think, make uh, societal change just because of that. And I think that's why he does it. Yeah, right. And obviously, what makes this a a sort of fun dynamic too is, of course, we have President <laughs> Helen Wilson and her husband Larry, both of whom are closeted homosexuals, yeah. have to react to this and deal with this fact because they have specifically, like, both of them have spent all these years hiding who they are in order to get to the position that they're in, and are definitely not in a position to turn around and be like hey that was a great example now we're coming out of the closet because this is 1996 right 
Four? I can't remember which year it is. Either way, it's the 90s. Two, 94. 94. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is an interesting... So this aspect of it will... Um, and obviously in the 90s, the, the policy of the U.S. Uh, military was if you're gay, you are dishonorably discharged. And yes. what happened, for those who don't, don't remember or weren't around, is that the Democrat... Democratic President Bill Clinton changed the policy to something called Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And was Rich. a... A, a compromise policy. So here it's a Republican president, Ellen. So they come up with the same idea. But but Larry Larry literally sits there and comes up with don't ask, don't tell. What if we don't ask and they don't and they don't tell? tell. We'll, we'll call it for the uniform or whatever it is. First it's, uniform first. I uniform think they call first, it. right? Like it's like yeah. okay, it's a different name, but it's don't ask, don't tell. Um, she, you know, and. and Actually, it's really good because we get that moment of, of surprise when Will comes out. Um, Ellen's watching the video later in the Oval Office, and um, it's we see more of it, and I like it because he goes into some of the reasons why he's doing it, including to be a basically a beacon to the kids out there who are watching who feel like they can't yeah. make something of their life. It's an it get gets better kind of story going on there. I like that there's more to Will's message than we saw in the initial shock moment, and that's what Ellen is drinking in, and that's what she says to Larry is, you know, we've made so much progress in so many things in this timeline. Like, this is the show saying, like, look at all these things that they did, and yet, here we are, she says... And yeah. she admits she told Deke, Deke Slayton and that, back in the uh, end of season one, yeah. right? And then, yeah. And then I was waiting for Larry to be like, "Whoa, so lucky he died then, right?" But, <laughs> oh, but geez. what she says is, dis- you know, the disappointment is the thing that got through, and that he says, "Don't tell anybody." Um, yeah. And then, and then Larry invents, "Don't ask, don't tell," as yeah. the, as the good job, Larry. The result of all this. Um, I think it'll be fine, except that the last scene in this episode is. Uh, is the guy from the Oval Office, the aide from the Oval Office, who's having yeah. drinks with another guy, and uh, and squeals about the fact that he and Larry are are getting having it on an, in the White House. Having an affair, yep. And in the, in I, I wrote the Oval them, Office. I, I described clear, them as friends of Larry. Here. They're friends of friends Larry. Let's Larry, just that's yeah. what we call it now. Friends of Larry. And it's like, oh, this is going to spread. Like he goes out in his car and basically says, oh, you won't believe what I heard. And it's like, okay, that's bad. That's whoa. Jason, That's a bad. sex scandal in the 1990s involving the president. Involving the president. That doesn't seem like it could, yeah. what will happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that also creates tension on the uh, Mars as well. Specifically, there are some scenes that build as uh, Roland, who is Will's friend, the Russian defector, who we saw is, they're very close, is now feeling very like, uh, you know, upset with Will, and he's acting very homophobically, and specifically, he's very concerned about HIV, which is a thing again in this era where uh, that uh, a disease that affected predominantly large communities of gay men, and so he's like making concerns to Danny about like, oh, this isn't safe, yeah. and like, you know, we have a lot of close-ups of things like perspiration and there's a scene later on where Will drinks from a bottle, and then yeah. Roland won't drink from it, and all I'm- this stuff, which was very present in the 90s yeah i would say this is a little more the 80s so even by this point in our timeline this was a dated way of viewing it um this is 94 right like magic johnson was hiv positive in our timeline in the in in, around like 90 90 91 um and there was still some sort of like oh you know he's gonna sweat on people and stuff like that right but i remember that but everybody kind of got over it and there was an education that happened so i would say that this is like based on real stigma of people um 
uh, of people with HIV and and of gay people in general because there's this transitive property of like oh well they're gay they might have AIDS and they might give me AIDS that's that's like that's it's that's a thing that happened but yeah. you have to take the leaps and I think that's the um, that's what the show is also saying is like well it's a good it's a convenient um, excuse for homophobia essentially yes, that you, you make exactly. those leaps because you're afraid. Um, and it's probably not because you're legitimately afraid, but rather that you're you're um, homophobic. Uh, but it is not. It, it, they're all, you know, it's one of those things too where it's like, I want I want them to be better. They're all in in on this together, and I want it to be one of those things of like, look, I don't care. Even if even if it's like, look, I don't like your lifestyle or something like that that we're going to all work together and I know that you're a great astronaut, Will, and this is going to be fine. I want it to be that, but I accept that it wouldn't yes. necessarily be that. And then we saw with Deke's reaction uh, to Ellen that like it is, th- this is a more, unfortunately, probably a more realistic uh, depiction of this sort of thing. Although, although yeah. even that said, I wonder sometimes if, the we're all in this together we're on a mission focus on the mission we're treating each other professionally we're not gonna you know i'm not gonna worry about it even if i have thoughts in my head as a as a conservative military person about this i would like to believe that they would be a little more professional but um you know that that that's not what the show's trying to do yeah and we'll get there plenty of other cases for non-professionalism which we'll get to in a mm. little bit uh there's yes, the a danny da- segment will be kicking <laughs> yeah. in pretty soon uh, yeah, Danielle and uh, Will have it out to in one scene, like where they're in the airlock, basically, and she has given him yeah. uh, a hard time for basically hijacking, you know, sort of the the mission, uh, feeling like this is his own personal, you know, opportunity to do this. And there's some interesting back and forth there, and I think the dynamics of having a black woman talk to a black gay man about that are just they're really complex right like she's talking about all the stigma she's been dealing with and he's like it's not the same and she's like well yeah but they can you know it's it's you can hide it hide it yeah and he's like whoa (laughs) so yeah even even danny who i think is well-meaning does not come across particularly great in this scene because you know she is kind of reacting right and she's well, already dealing with a lot of the other pressures of dealing with the russians and everything right. else that's going on but uh, yeah, i think it she, was not... i think it's a natural reaction because her reaction yeah, sure. i mean i think th- i think this is in fact i think textually this is interesting because this is a classic thing about social change of any kind which is you know somebody tries to do social change and the reaction is Oh, can you not do it like that? Can you? You're going too far. You're distracting yeah. us from this other thing we need to do. And those are bo- those are all true, but also often beside the point. And Danielle is not wrong in saying you're making this about you and you're distracting from our mission. And we really need to do this mission. Um, she's not wrong, but you know, Will's basically like, I have to. It's my responsibility to right. do this. Yeah, and and he makes I like his point about it being like it's a blank slate, right? There's a there's a huge yeah. planet out here. We're the only people on this planet. Like, why I should I be closeted and pretend to yeah be something that I'm not? Which I think is a great point as well. I think mm-hmm. you know ultimately I think he does have the moral high ground, even if what he's the way he does this interferes with what Danielle wants to be doing. But I think he's not wrong. Any any I would argue any social protest anything like this is going to be inconvenient. Right. It's yeah. going to be inconvenient. Yeah. And I think that's Will's 
point, again, I'm not entirely clear just how calculated Will is being here, because I do think the show also wants you to really think that he stands on the surface of Mars and has a change of heart and says, I'm just going to do this because this is the right thing to do, not thinking strategically about it at all. But I think that that is one of the things going on here is he's going to be there. He's he's going to be representing himself and other people and they can't you know it's a it's a huge opportunity for him to to not lie about who he is and Danielle just you know it's in yeah it's inconvenient but that's just how it is and you're gonna have to deal with it I also appreciate that from her perspective it's like I have worked so hard to be here and I have had to fight racism and sexism to be here Whereas you, you know, it, 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 she says you you could have hidden it. You know, essentially, what she's saying is you had to fight racism and also cut off a pr- part of your personality to be here. Right. Like this is not a competition, yeah. but like from her perspective, she's like, oh, it's so frustrating, and you had the advantage because you were a man. But it, like, I don't know, it, it's it's complex and yeah, messy, and I like it. Scene. I like yeah. I like I that it, it is. A good, that. a good edition of drama. Yeah, um, and this show has never, never shied away from racism, sexism, and homophobia. Never, yeah. not from the start, has it done yeah. that. And uh, because part of what it's trying to do here is is so show what is encapsulated by Ellen saying we've made so much progress and so many things. The show is about a country and a world that's advanced beyond ours in so many ways, but still has all of the same social issues that we do. Yeah. Uh, we also have a bit with uh, Kelly and her cosmonaut pal having mm-hmm. sex in the lab, which the other cosmonauts definitely know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll turn on this fan <laughs> and nobody will notice. Nobody will outside. Knows. Uh, yeah. Clanking. It's, lots it's, of clanking. Uh-huh. Uh, Rhythmic clanking. Yeah. So, and let's, uh, we'll tie this in because it sort of, there is a separate uh, plot line going on where the Russians have want to make a deal with Helios, and some one the uh, the Roscosmos director basically asks Karen, who is obviously quit, to go and broker this deal with Helios. So she goes back. Dev's a little bit under fire that he's been basically told that he's spent too much on his Mars project, uh, and Karen basically makes a deal like, "I want to come. I'll come back and I'll bring the Russians." Uh, to broker this deal, but I want to have a real job title as COO, and I want to have a real office. An office, yeah. Uh, Made me laugh. And she showed Karen negotiating again, and as it turns out, when the Russians come in, it turns out they they have been able to locate water, a reservoir underneath the surface, Mm -hmm. but they can't get there because they don't have anything. Yeah. So they want to rent Helios's MSAM, (laughs) and basically, we're not going to tell you where we're going, but we want to we want to rent it and then go get water and they're like hmm well and Karen again showing her shrewd mind says oh, yeah. sure not a problem we'll take half of the water that you drill up yeah uh, like, which no. is a great move and they're like no absolutely no literally they say no and she's like okay okay you're not yeah, I mean, well, what are you have gonna, fun what, walking. <laughs> what are you going to do? And I, I was I was thinking, are they going to negotiate? And it's like, they can't even negotiate. They just got to yeah. agree. Uh, yeah, they're over a barrel um, of water. Of water, yes. Yeah, it, because yeah, like, you, you have nothing. You have nothing. And if somebody else finds it or realizes where it is, by the time you have equipment there, it'll be all over. So yeah. you've got to... And the way they, they're phrasing this is that, you know, the idea here is they want to start uh, colonization of Mars, and that requires... Uh, water, water as yeah. part of the equation, and and so the, there's huge value in like you're uh, you're owning. It gives you as the Soviet Union in this case the ability to start a 
Mars colony based on that water. Um, right. And it's and leverage Helios, too, right? If yeah. other people want it, you got it. I mean, this is And Helios classic. gets water rights, yeah. right? So that means that Helios is going to make money from somebody because they're either going to build their own Mars stuff and have people go there, or they're going to have NASA pay them for water. But either way, exactly. Helios gets something of value out of this thing. So that's, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic of, of Karen and the Soviets, the heteros cosmos, they're there. Um, and... And then the other dynamic is that that Kelly is with NASA, and so Ed like can't tell Kelly what's happening. Yeah, um, so there's this whole secret of she because Danielle and Kelly both try to get out of Ed what this secret mission is because Ed is going to come over to the the NASA base, right? And he brings a care package. Yeah, hi Bob. Actually, there's a, good some food. Hi, some hi Bob. That Bob. was really great. Well, it's it's yep. Thanksgiving. They're they're basically having Thanksgiving dinner yep. on the surface of Mars, which I thought was great. The iPod comes out. They have a party. They drink some vodka. Um, they they uh, they drink they drink a little yeah, bit and they, like they, any the truth, ten toasts of uh, of Ivan the Terrible yeah. and, and like any Thanksgiving it it it, uh, it ends it, in a fist fight. It, it ends in a fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think there is a the, first of all this a hilarious scene where uh, <laughs> where Kelly tells her cosmonaut boyfriend like pretend don't when you meet my dad oh God. pretend you don't know who i am like don't i don't want to give any clues yeah. i don't want to know that we're we're, we're going out you just know pretend whatever. you don't know me and he's pretend like you we don't are know on me. a which he does. space mission together are you kidding and so he, he, which he follows to a t oh, he's the, like the, oh yeah the girl who, is, who who yes the girl and then uh, so good super pissed off what do you mean like, you don't, russians you don't know her name yeah Poor oh. Alexi. Oh, so Poor good. Alexi. That's so, coming and going. Good, good. Uh, and then he gets, good comedy uh, he gets punched there. in the face, too, when when the fight breaks out. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's not involved. Poor bastard. Yeah. Uh, yep. Communism and capitalism. So the water also. And little Pepsis. Little, little Pepsis. Pepsi, yes. So it comes out that about the water because uh, a, a, basically ah. NASA figures it out well, back on. NASA doesn't figure it out, right? Um, uh, it is written on a record by Sergey. Oh, that's right. Yes, we have the the uh, the dead drop as he comes into the the room. So basically, the the C plot is Margot's trying to make a deal with. She goes to her old pal, the general, who's now the head of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and is like, "I have a Russian asset. We just need to get his family out." And he's like, "All right, all right I'll work on it." Uh, and then we have a, a scene where Sergey comes in to admire the record collection, pretends to knock over a glass of liquor, and then scrawls what turns out to be the information about the water on the record, which yeah. Margot then has relayed to Danielle, right. who finds out, of course, during Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, during the fight, and uh, she's she's angry, so she's yelling at, at them because she knows about the water now. Again, classic Thanksgiving. There's a lot yep, of yelling. This, uh, how it happens. Uh, mm-hmm. And Kelly's excited because she thinks this could be a place where there is life on Mars. She has very sensitive equipment and everything, and she wants to basically, you know, take a look at it. Yeah. Um, Which brings us... Then, so it brings us to, to creepy our Danny. favorite scene. Creepy Danny, Danny is still not creepy. He cuts his doing, hand because he's not paying anybody. attention. He's taking, yeah, he cuts his hand on the drill, right? Yeah. He's doing like a little drill test, and he cuts his hand in a hole in his suit, and then he lies to Ed about it. Yeah. Uh, he gets bandaged up. He's supposed to be sent back up to Phoenix because that's what the protocol is. Uh, and Ed is basically, he apologizes. Ed apologizes to him at one point for getting, you know, sort of annoyed. And uh, then it says he's changing medical procedures so that he can stay. My parentheses note here says, 
Ed has a blind spot the size of the moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if, if not Mars for, for this kid. Yeah, th- there's a, a moment I remember uh, a few weeks ago I pointed out that, well, at least there's no booze, which this episode, <laughs> like not only is there vodka, but there's oxy. So oh, yeah. and 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 amphetamines yeah, and amphetamines <laughs> a classic combo. So Danny steals some, so he's popping pills and yep. and Ed yeah Ed makes an exception for him and says basically like yeah I'm not going to send you back up to Phoenix you're going to stay down here and then Danny is spying on them of course because he knows the backdoor password or whatever and so he sees the video message that ed sends to karen which basically says after after sort of apologizing to him and giving him a pep talk and all that back to karen what ed has said is i'm getting worried about danny it i think it was a mistake i don't think he's cut out for this and and i saw that he specifically says i saw this with gordo too right like it's the same thing and this is on top of earlier on in this uh, in this week's episode where uh, Danny sees Ed's message that he sends to Karen about why they didn't land. And Ed basically says, I didn't do it because of Danny, essentially, because he wasn't didn't look like he was up to it. Like, and I didn't want to risk it because I again, like he's like a son to me, you know, and and I didn't want it. And and so now Danny's feeling like, oh, I'm the fault that we didn't land. Right. You know, and he's pissed off about that. So th- all of this is sort of coming to a head between Ed and Danny. And yeah, we got uh, a lot of drugs. We got some booze. Surely nothing will go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, this is one of those episodes that is setting them up for not later knocking them down. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. This one is more of, like things are closing in. We get the fights with the Russians and everybody on the, but, but like, it's also the walls are kind of closing in. What's going on with the water? Or how is NASA going to be? Uh, not involved in that and how is that going to play out um danny is increasingly unstable uh issues with with uh, ellen and larry in the white house just a lot of stuff going on um not every episode can end with a uh, a complete explosive disaster, a d- disaster like the last space. couple did yeah, yeah. <laughs> i guess last last time was just the laugh the laugher of them landing it was the tension relief yes. and the previous one was the disaster so disaster. so anyway they're in the they're in the build up phase again of this season of just sort of like setting everything up because i could i could list a whole bunch of ways that this could all go wrong most of them involve danny in some way but uh we'll just have to see yeah, I uh, in terms of uh, real world figures getting name checked, uh, I think both Lindsey Graham and Joe Lieberman are mentioned yep. at one point when Ellen and Larry are having uh, trouble. They, Ellen's got a big jobs bill that she's trying to get through. Right, it's a secret and, plan to uh, fight inflation. It had real, real, uh, real West Wing vibes there. The jobs bill, uh, the jobs bill. We got to talk about the jobs bill. Yeah, uh, and of course we have our uh, our our southern southern I think vice president. Oh yeah, who is really upset. Yeah. yeah, really upset about Will on Mars, so that's adding some tension on that side. There's a lot of yeah, yeah Ellen. You know that homophobic guy that we told you that you needed to have you as your running mate. <laughs> you really should not have gotten, but oh well, you listened. So yeah, uh, a lot of new stuff sort of dropped in this episode that is then uh, there to uh, set up stuff. It feels like for the future. Yeah, um, and then uh, I try to remember. Yeah, so we we've got Margot. And like she's trying to get Sergey out. We've got the Russians and the NASA and Helios all sort of now jockeying for water. I don't know. It's all where complicated. We're going, but yeah. 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 Well, well, the future is next week for episode seven, I suppose. Is next week. 
And uh, yeah, we'll have to stand and look out over Mars's landscape a little more and we'll just ponder and see what there is to see. Think about, about the big things. picture. Yep, the yep. big picture. All right. Well, we will be back next week to talk about episode seven. Uh, but until then, thank you, Jason, for being here. Dosvidanya, Dan. Uh, Dosvidanya to everybody else as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of NASA Vending Machine, and we look forward to seeing you on Mars next week. I guess you could say that Ed is the Helios vending machine. I suppose he is. It's a very fancy one. Overqualified. 